does something to my spirit. And so I have been watching this this young girl and her dad. They're just they're just being silly, you know, and they're from India. And um, her dad, you know, comes to say like silly things to her, like you're gonna straighten your hair to curl it, you know, like silly things. And she's just laughing and laughing and laughing. And um, and so I watch all their videos. And uh, my husband was telling me about how they have become an influencer in media. And I started thinking about this and I was like, God, you know, I went before the Lord with it. And I said, you know, God, I said, they're influencing the world with videos of media. And I said, how, how isn't the body of Christ doing the same thing of being a kingdom influencer through the media? And so, um, <laughs> Um, I started thinking about this and my will started spinning, spinning and I began to ask the Lord. I said, you know, media is something that was birthed in us, me and my family years ago, from having the radio station to, do, to doing media revival TV. And my husband would always say, he would always say, Apostle Pete would always say, there's going to be a media revival. And he would say it and people would look at him like, what are you talking about? Like, that's not even like, like, where are you even coming from? But he was pulling down from heaven what was going to become and what was going to be. And he would always talk about it. He was always talking about how the power of God was going to be used through media to come through media to bring change to countries and nations around the world. And people didn't get it back then because they would look at him and they were like, we don't know what you're talking about. It makes no sense. It's like you're talking a whole nother language to us. Now we understand it because at the palm of our hand, we have access to media and videos and things of that sort. So I just started researching a little bit of this and started talking about how we can be influencers of the kingdom of God through what we do. Um, being an influencer, uh, a media influ influencer is, is creating and publishing content on a popular social media network such as Twitter, Facebook, Snapchat, YouTube, TikTok, an influencer has a high number of followers or subscribers and has a high ratio of regular interaction and engagement with their fans. <laughs> this is how the world perceives an influencer. So I've been before the Lord and I said, God, I said, I wanna be an influencer too, but I wanna be inf an influencer of your kingdom that that people see our videos and they will be influenced by the kingdom of God to change their process of their thoughts and their mind and how they view things. And so <laughs> I was before the Lord with this. And you know, Jesus, the kingdom of God is a huge influencer. And you're like, well, yeah, we know that. No, 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 you're not understanding. See, it, it, the Bible has been named the world's most influential book in a nationwide survey. Did you even know that? Like, it is the most influ influential book out there in the whole entire world, the Bible. Isn't that so powerful? So we were created to be influencers. If Jesus came... They created the Bible. They created the Word. The Word lives inside of us. We should be the walking Word on display. Then we should become the influencer. Not the world, not the media out there, but us as kingdom dwellers. 
we would begin to dwell within the kingdom of God to begin to influence the world and nations around us. I think we've lost that part of who we're supposed to be in Christ. <clears throat> yeah, I've, I've seen people do silly videos, but they won't do them for the kingdom. And I'm like, man, do you understand the power behind that? Like, if I'm going to get on a video, I'm going to talk about the kingdom of God. Nobody understands the magnitude the worldwide impact media would have. Nobody understands how much media does in the kingdom of God. Nobody ever saw it before. Now we're starting to see it because it's in our phones. It's everywhere you look. You go somewhere, videos pop up. All kinds of things start to happen. Well, I want to tell you how serious this is for this generation. This generation is being pumped with trash right now. They're being pumped with lies. They're being pumped with identity issue things, uh, making them question who they are, who God created them to be. They're being filled with all this mess, but we don't understand the power of media and how influential it is on this generation, but it is. So, you know, one day we were in, uh, in North Carolina in the Black Mountains one day, and we, we had a big event we were doing out there with Ray Hughes and Bob Jones and Bonnie were supposed to come. And I'm sitting there, and, you know, the, the, the cameras, the media, everything we have has been because the Lord has supernaturally brought it to us. I mean, he just has um, for such a time as this that his exploits would be shown to those of unbelievers. That was our thing. Every time we traveled, every time we went to an event, every time we went and we took our cameras. And, you know, it's a lot of work when you carry all this stuff with you. When you have to pack up your cameras, you have to pack up all your things. We were going to record the exploits of Jesus. Whenever Jesus would show up to heal somebody, we wanted to be there with a camera to record it. Whenever God um, did something crazy with somebody, of healing or restoration or whatever he did wherever we went we wanted to record it and capture it because see you know a long time ago I'm going to go back to the story that I was started with but a long time ago the Lord the, I was watching a Catherine Coleman video and the Lord began to explain to me because I was able to go right back into that meeting that they were having I was able to go into the meeting to feel what was being released in the atmosphere at that moment and capture the exploit that the Lord was doing at that time. And I told my husband one day, I said, you know, can you imagine? Because back then, with all these people that were recorded for even the, 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 the video we just recently did with A.A. Allen for the harvest and souls of harvest for this thing we're doing with the tent, all those videos, somebody had to stand behind a camera to capture what God was doing. There, and, I, and I told him, I said, now we have, we have it a little bit easier because we can just move the cameras and do, you know, little buttons here and there. Back then, they had to rotate this thing. And they had to sit there rotating it for the film to keep filming. You know, um, if you look at some of the past generals of the faith, their, their recordings, they're in black and white. They had to sit there and they had to record and take the time to capture what God was doing. So media was from a long time ago. 
It's just now more evident now in this time for this generation because of how easy access we have to it. So we were at uh, this black mountain in North Carolina and I was sitting there and all of a sudden I began to see something the Lord was showing me as far as media. And he's like, you know, to, to be an influencer, he says, I began to see our cameras begin to turn into weapons of warfare. And then all of a sudden I saw what, what, what was happening in the atmosphere and in the room being dropped off to other nations as care packages. And other nations where, where, where they had no access to certain things like we do. And I saw the Lord come spiritually, pick up something like a care package, go to that nation and drop it off. And, and, I, and I just began to weep and cry because my perception and my view of media completely transformed and changed at that time that we are dealing with weapons of warfare. We, the, the media is never meant for us to take it so lightly that we just do whatever we want with it. The media was meant to be powerful for the kingdom of God, for what he's doing with everybody, what his Holy Spirit is doing in different places, be recorded and be pushed out to change a nation, to change a generation on how they see him. That's what it's for. That's why he gives all this creativity from heaven and all these things to create these cameras and create all these Facebooks and all this stuff, but they just don't know it because they're not saved. They don't know the Lord. But us as believers, us as believers, the responsibility we're given with media, because we know the things of God, let me tell you, we can't just go on there and say and do whatever we want to do. Right now, the body of Christ has the ability to bring the kingdom of God to people in such a powerful way. The platforms we have access to as believers has not done a good job of stewarding it right. We have literally turned these weapons of warfare on each other. What was meant to change the world now has brought hurt and destruction to others. First Peter 2.9 says, But you are a chosen race, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a people for his own possession, that you may proclaim the excellencies of him who called you out of darkness into his marvelous light. We were chosen by the Lord to be a kingdom influencer, that we would influence areas all around us with who he is. Does our flesh come up and get in the way sometimes? It always comes up and gets in the way. But that's when self-control comes in through the fruits of the Spirit that causes your flesh to be under subjection of Holy Spirit. This is maturity here. And maturity with us having platforms has to begin to come into our atmosphere. When the presence of God is present, we have to learn as the body of Christ to honor the Spirit of God and how the Spirit of God is moving and not take it lightly anymore. When somebody's being healed, when the move of God is here, we've got to honor that healing. We've got to honor the, the very works of God. See, because you won't know what that even means unless you're the one going through the sickness. 
You won't know what it means when you're dying and you need a prophetic word of life to feed your spirit. That's when you know how important it is for somebody else to hear a prophetic word. When they're at their last limb and they're trying to commit suicide and they walk in this place and there's a a prophetic word of life coming to them to bring them hope and stir up their spirit again, guess what? There has to be a reverence of the Lord in the house. We can't just talk just because we can talk. The authority that we carry is so powerful. We were created to bring change to the world and be world changers. James 3, 4 through 12. This is about our mouth. It talks about a small rudder making a huge ship turns whenever the pilot chooses to go. Even though the winds are strong, in the same way, the tongue is a small thing that makes grand speeches. But a tiny spark can set a great forest on fire. And, all, and among all the parts of the body, the tongue is a flame of fire. It's a whole world of wickedness corrupting your entire body. But it can set your whole, your whole life on fire. For it is set on fire by hell itself. People can tame all kinds of animals, birds, reptiles, and fish. But no one can tame the tongue. It is restless and evil and full of deadly poison. Sometimes it praises our Lord and Father, and sometimes it curses those who have been made in the image of God. And so blessing and cursing come pouring out of the same mouth. Surely, my brothers and sisters, this is not right. Does a spring of water bubble out of both fresh water and bitter water? Does a fig tree produce olives or a grapevine produce figs? No, you can't draw fresh water from a salty spring. This is why the Lord is processing all of us right now. He's processing those that are on Facebook that are putting trash out there. He's processing everybody in our house right now. We're being processed. Why? Because we can't look like the world. We cannot look like everybody else around us. We have a rudder we're responsible for. And we can, we, you know, we can kill somebody with our words. But we're supposed to be called to build up the body of Christ, not tear them down. When you say something to somebody, make sure it's not coming from your flesh. Make sure it's coming from Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit is matched with the fruits of the Spirit. You know, we can get frustrated and we can get our, you know, I heard this recently in the spirit, our feathers ruffled. (laughs) Many of us get our feathers ruffled, right? When we see something we don't like. But when you're carrying the breath of God and the breath of God comes and blows on you because we're called to be eagles and soar high into the sky with the heavens, our feathers are not supposed to get ruffled. Because eagles' wings are made perfect. Every feather lays on top one of the other in perfectly, in perfect format. But we as believers, because sometimes our flesh comes in, our feathers get ruffled, and we need the winds of change, the winds of God to blow on us again, to reposition us and make our feathers go down. Have you ever seen like birds or even like dogs, their little hair stands up when they're mad? 
That's what happens to believers, but it's not supposed to happen to us. We're supposed to have self-control with our anger. Be slow to anger, right? Let me let me read this verse I was looking up. I was like, you know, Lord, you're just so awesome like that. You just you just give us what we need when we need it. <clears throat> just bear with me for a moment because I was sitting there in worship and I was just taking down these notes. Um, James 1.19, know this, my beloved brothers, let every person be quick to hear, slow to speak and slow to anger. That speaks volumes. Let's be quick to hear. Let's hear what the Spirit of God is saying. Let's hear what the, what the Lord is saying in this hour and slow to speak. Because what we speak doesn't even matter. It's what he's speaking is what matters right now. Slow to anger. Don't be angry with people so easily. When you feel yourself getting frustrated and anger, go before the Lord. Call on Holy Spirit and tell, you, tell the Lord to help you with it, and he'll help you. Luke 10, 19, look, I've given you all authority over all the power of the enemy. And you can walk among the snakes, the scorpions, crush them. Nothing will injure you. But don't rejoice because evil spirits obey you. Rejoice because your names are registered in heaven. Be happy because there's activity going on in heaven on your behalf. He's sitting there praying and interceding for you at the right hand of God. Be excited for that. That's just a bonus that we're able to step on those things and have dominion over things. That's just a bonus of being the kingdom influencer that we are. This morning, I was reminded how John the Baptist was such an influencer for the body of Christ. You bring John the Baptist to a now time and people will be offended with him. They're like this radical, crazy person. Who are you and where did you come from? <laughs> but that's what we're called to be. <laughs> Matthew 3, 1 through 12, John the ba Baptist prepares the way. This radical man was called to prepare the way for Jesus. Somebody who probably most people wouldn't have picked. Just being transparent. In those days, John the Baptist came to Judean wilderness and began preaching. His message was, repent of your sins and turn to God, for the kingdom of heaven is near. The prophet Isaiah was speaking about John when he said, he is a voice shouting in the wilderness, prepare the way of the Lord's coming, clear the road for him. <laughs> John's clothes were woven from coarse camel hair. He wore a leather belt around his waist. And for food, he ate locusts and wild honey. <laughs> People from Jerusalem and from all Judea and all over the Jordan Valley went out to see and hear John. And when they confessed their sins, he baptized them in the Jordan River. But when he saw many Pharisees and Sadducees coming to watch him baptize, he denounced them. He, he brode of snakes, he, pro, he exclaimed, Who warned you to flee the coming wrath? Prove by the way you live that you've repented of your sins and turned to God. Don't just say to each other, we're safe, for we are descendants of Abraham. 
that that means nothing. For I tell you, God has created children of Abraham from these very bones. Even now the axe of God's judgment is poisoned, ready to server the server the roots of the trees. Yes, every tree that does not produce good fruit will be chopped down and thrown into the fire. I baptize you with water, those who repent of their sins and turn to God. But someone is coming soon who's greater than I, so much greater that I'm not worthy of even to be his slave or carry his sandals. He will baptize you in the Holy Spirit and with fire. He is ready to separate the chaff and the wheat with his windowing fork. Then he will clean up the thrusting area, gather the wheat into his barn, but burning the shaft with never-ending fire. That's the part about going through the fire and not getting hurt. Letting God come in with his, with his all-consuming fire and begin to bring change to your life. Transformation. I'm going to tell you something funny because this is me being transparent here. But this morning, I'm going to turn you inside out. Have you ever been turned inside out? So I was sitting there, and it was so hilarious to me in my spirit because what God speaks to me in the spirit, he speaks to me in the natural. Well, I got dressed so fast this morning because I was spending a lot of time with the Lord and in the word this morning. My shirt was inside out. So I'm sitting there, and somebody's like, your shirt's inside out. And I just, I just said, I know, Lord, you're turning us inside out. <laughs> you're turning us inside out where we have nowhere to run. We have nowhere to go. He's touching every part of us and he's turning us inside out as radical believers like John the Baptist. He literally is touching our spirit and our soul. And he's beginning to pull away the shafts, pull away what's not of him, what's not good. He's separating things inside of us if we allow him to. He's like, that's not me. I didn't give that to you. This situation here, that's not me. I didn't put that inside of you. Let me pull it away. Let me tear it away. And let's just keep the good stuff. Let's just keep what I put inside of you and what you were created to do. So he's pulling things apart. You know, I had, I, had, um, I had a dream years ago, and I was in this barn, and I think it's just so timely right now with the tent and the souls of harvest that we're going for right now. And I remember being in this barn and seeing tons, I mean, just a crazy amount of bags. I mean, this is when I was first a believer. And years ago, and there was just bags and bags of wheat in this barn. And the Lord was telling me to go through them. He says, go through them, make sure they're ready to go be sent out. And I'm going through them, and I'm like mortified because there's feces on some of the wheat. And I'm getting frantic. And I'm like, oh, my Lord, how are we going to make this thing survive? I'm trying to do like cleaning of the weed I'm trying to get every part of it cleaned up and and to get sent out I'm like man how are we gonna even salvage this is what was going through my mind and this morning the Lord began to speak to me in this and he reminded me of this encounter I had years ago of a dream I had 
And he says, it's not your job to clean it. It's the Lord's job to come in through Holy Spirit to guide people to go through the purification with him. Sometimes we make it our job to bring purity to people, but it is not our job. It is not our job. We make mistakes. We are not perfect people, none of us. All of us fail the mark. But through his grace and mercy that he extends to us every time, that we're not even worthy of at times, he extends it to us every single time. And that's the heart of the Father. That's what the kingdom influencers are supposed to look like. Sometimes in our carnal mind, we tend to call unclean what is clean. In Acts 10, 15, the voice of the Lord came in and said, don't call unclean what I've called clean. Sometimes we look at people and see this very thing. So we have to look at people through the eyes of the Lord. In the midst of the harvest, this was going on, the feces on the wheat. But the people that are coming into this place, I'm telling you right now, they're, they're not going to be perfect. They're not going to look like we want them to look like. They're going to look like the John the Baptist. Radical and crazy. That's what the body of Christ is producing right now. That's what the Lord is producing right now in people. He's not going to send the suited up that looks perfect on the outside, but dealing with all kinds of issues on the inside. He's sending people raw to this place. Being for real with you, saying there's struggles. Say, man, I'm not perfect, but I'm willing. And God's saying this morning, I just want the willing heart. I just want your willingness to go forward. I just want your willingness to let me come in and change your life. I'm not looking for the perfect vessel. I'm looking for your heart. Are you willing to come and walk this walk with me this season? I'll bring the purification. I'll bring the change. I will purify you. But see, what happens is we've depended on man to come and bring the purity to us when that doesn't bring purity. It's the presence of God through Holy Spirit that when you feel the love of the Father drop and fall on you, that's what brings the change in your heart. It's not some eloquent words like Moses would say. It's not eloquent words that man would say to you that would help you change your life. It's you feeling the love of the Father deep in those deep parts of your heart that you say, man, I don't, I don't know what else to do but change. I have nowhere else to run but to run to you, God. I have nothing else to do, God, but to surrender myself to you, God. I'm sick and tired of being sick and tired. Isaiah speaks of this in 118, and he says, come now, Let's settle this, says the Lord. Though your sins are like scarlet, I will make them white as snow. Though they are red like crimson, I will make them white as wool. And if you only obey me, you will have plenty to eat. All you have to do is obey the Lord. You come as you are to the Lord. When I first came to the Lord, I was, I'm still not even perfect, but I came crying to the Lord, dropping on my face every service. And I said, God, that you would purify me and make me white as snow. I didn't even know what white as snow meant. We don't get no snow in Texas. 
But I know that I kept saying, God, make me white as snow. Come cleanse me. Come purify me of everything that you didn't put inside of me. Whatever that looks like to you, Lord, you come do it. And I would just fall on my face and tell the Lord how much I loved him. That's all he's looking for. Do you love him? Do you love the Lord with all your heart, with all your soul, and all your mind? All the other stuff gets taken care of in the presence of God. You'll begin to see transformation and change inside yourself when you feel that presence land on you and the love of the Father lands on you, and that's what changes you. It is time for the true kingdom influencers to begin to rise up. We have such an opportunity to impact the nations. I wrote down a few things of what an influencer was supposed to look like for the kingdom. Number one, they are fearless with boldness, but carry the fear of the Lord. First Peter 2.17 says, honor all men, love the brotherhood, fear God, and honor the king. Very simple. I'm a simple person. That worked for me. I was like, how can you get more simpler? Honor all men and women. Love the brotherhood, the sisterhood, but fear God and honor the king. Fear him enough that you don't just say things because you can, but because you're led of the Holy Spirit to say it. Fear of the Lord that if you have platforms everywhere you're at, even through media, that you don't just say something because you can of your flesh, but that you speak from the Holy Spirit and your representation of the kingdom of God. I told my husband this morning, I said, I don't want to ever misrepresent the heart of the Father. Proverbs 8.13, the fear of the Lord is to hate evil, pride, and arrogancy. And the evil way and the forward mouth do I hate. Proverbs 22.4, by humility and the fear of the Lord are, and are riches and honor and life. There's life in doing that. They only say and do, number two is they only say and do what the Father says to do and say. John 5, 19, when Jesus answered and said to them, most certainly I say to you, the son can do nothing of himself. But what he sees the father do for whatever he does, the son also does in like manner. That's what gives us the power is that we're only saying and doing what Holy Spirit is saying for us to do and say. They love unconditionally is number three. Romans 5, 8, but God showed his great love for us by sending Christ to die for us while we were still sinners. You know, I read that and we say it, we have it in our houses, but it's a very deep thing. We as believers, sometimes we don't know how to love the sinners anymore. We judge them. We look at them differently when they're in sin, and we forget the very place we came out of, which is darkness. And just because we're in light now or moving in the things of God doesn't give us the right to come and look at anybody differently. Oh, 
First John 4, 16 through 17, we know how much God loves us and we have put our trust in his love. God is love and all who live, live in love, live in God and God lives in them. And as we live in God, our love grows more perfect. So we will not be afraid of the day of judgment, but we can face him with confidence because we live like Jesus here in this world. That we live just like him. That when we come to people that are addicted, that when we come to those that are struggling and having a hard time, that we extend our love of God to them to try to help them, but never look at them differently or treat them differently because of it. I think this is where the body of Christ is missing the mark with their influencer skills they have. They've learned the, school, the skill of influence very well, but is it attached to the heart of the Father? Bob Jones used to always say, did you learn how to love? When he made it to heaven, that was the only thing that was asked of him. Did you know how to love? Did you learn how to love? He's asking us that today. Have we learned how to love his sons and daughters? Because if we haven't and we've missed it in some areas, then we go before the Lord with it and we just change things. And we ask God, God, just forgive me, Lord, because I don't know how to love the way that you love. But if you teach me how to love through Holy Spirit the way you love, then I will take that and I will run with it as much as I can. Some of us don't know how to love because the way we were raised, the way we were taught growing up. I was always told if you made a mistake, well, that's what you get. You made a mistake. That's not what you get. See those little lines we would say, it is what it is. No, it's not it is what it is. It's what heaven says it is. And you have to change your language because of this little rudder here that moves and it lights things on fire and it does things that it has so much power that even what you speak upon yourself has power. If you say you're ugly, you're gonna believe you're ugly. The way your language is even towards yourself has to begin to change. You can love God with all your heart, but still not have your identity in Christ. The way you speak out of your mouth matters. You gotta stop speaking bad things about yourself. It has to stop. Why? You're speaking about his creation. If God himself came and you saw him creating you and you spoke evil against it or bad things about it see it from that perspective because that's how God showed it to me one day he says I created you so what you're saying that what I created isn't perfect what I created isn't beautiful but because I created it is beautiful and it, be, it will be made perfect if you just obey me is trying to give us a new wineskin right now because he's sending the wine he's sending the new wine to us right now I went to go this is 
prophetically speaking over this house right now. But I went to go and I went to go get my hair done. And my hairstylist put this new product in my hair. I'm telling you, God speaks to you everywhere you go. I don't care where you're at. If you're at work or if you're driving in your car, whatever you're doing, he's speaking to you. And I began to smell this scent of fresh grapes. And I remember telling my hair person, I said, you put something different in my hair. What is that? I just smell like this fresh aroma of fresh grapes. And the person says, well, yeah, I tried something different this time. Doesn't it smell so good? And, you know, the Lord reminded me later on in my day, he reminded me of how when we were kids. Do you remember when we were kids and we would have uh, smelly stickers? And you would scratch them and they would, like, throw off this scent? This is, like, going to speak to some of you this morning. It's going to give you some breakthrough. But I remember loving those stickers, and my favorite was grape. Like, I would, like, um, exchange stickers with people to get the ones I wanted. <laughs> the teacher would give them out, you know, for, like, good praise, like you did a good job, or, or just because she would just give out these, these smelly stickers, and you would scratch them, and you are like, on your folders and stuff. And, and um, the Lord began to tell me about how it was time for, be, for us to be kids again. In Matthew 18, 1 through 5, it says, <laughs> and he said, <laughs> see, he's funny. <laughs> and he said, unless you change and become like little children, you will never enter the kingdom of heaven. Therefore, whoever takes the lowly position of this child is the greatest in the kingdom of heaven. And I was, uh, I, I was reading on this this morning, and I was reminded of a, a vineyard I saw years ago. And I remember, uh, I just want to share this with you to encourage you of this fresh wine that's coming. Um, because I was there, and all of a sudden I saw rows and rows and rows of grapes, of vineyards. And I could see the temple very far away. And I could see these massive gates in the front of this land and this vineyard. And all of a sudden, I, this, this past time that the Lord reminded me of it, he showed me another piece of it. And I hadn't visited that encounter for many, many years now, so I know it's the Lord. But I saw the Lord come, and his hand began to crush the grapes himself. And as he crushed the grapes himself with his hands, it began to produce this new wine for us to carry. But, we, but because we're being processed for the new wineskin is because he's bringing the new wine. Matthew 9, 17 says, And no one puts new wine into old wineskins. For the old wineskins will burst from the pressure, spilling the wine and ruining the skins. And now new wine is stored in the new wineskins so that they both are preserved. He's not going to do anything to harm us. He's trying to preserve us. He's trying to come in and change our wineskins of old generational teachings and old uh, traditional thoughts and traditional upbringings on purpose so we can begin to get a new wineskin so that way when the new wine is being released to us that we have a container within ourselves that we can hold it and we can begin to pour it onto others that come around us. 
But I just, I, it became like a flooding, this wine, as the Lord was crushing every single grape. And, you know, it spoke volumes to me supernaturally because it wasn't us doing the work. It wasn't us laboring to make it happen. It was the Lord himself and his hand supernaturally coming and doing it for us. And we just sat back and we watched as the new wine was being produced with excitement and with joy. And we could just begin to smell the, the fragrance of the new wine. God, I just thank you right now, Father God. You know, this stuff is so real that in the natural yesterday, we got some new chairs. I don't know if y'all saw that, but it's a wine color. We said, what color are they? They said, wine. I said, yeah, we want them. <laughs> My husband says, what do you think? I said, yes, we want them. <laughs> because he does things in the natural, what he's speaking in the spirit. But we have to come in agreement with it. Let's just stand this morning. God, we thank you, Lord. You're creating new wineskins, Lord. We want to obey you, Father. We want to obey you, Papa, this morning, Lord. We want your way, God. Not our way, but your way, God. God, we just pray this morning, Lord. We pray, God, that you give us a new wineskin, Lord. That we can begin to hold the new wine you're sending our way, Lord. That new wine, Lord that brings supernatural joy to us, Lord. From the vineyards, God, just close your eyes for a moment and just receive what the Lord has for you this morning. <laughs> God, make us like little children again, Lord, where we get excited and full of joy for the most silliest things in our lives, Lord. <laughs> Those little things as we were kids that would bring joy to us. <laughs> I'm just going to be led of the Spirit and release this, you know. <laughs> Maybe there was like a, a special toy you had as a kid and it brought joy to you. I want you to think about that toy. Maybe, maybe you didn't have toys, so you made your own toys. Think about that toy you made and it brought joy to you. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Help us to be like children again, Lord. <laughs> Maybe it was a special snack you had as a child, and you would smell it when you walked into your house or to a place, and it just brought you so much joy. And you're like, man, today's going to be a good day because I smelled that scent. 
God's healing right now. He's healing areas of your heart right now. See, some of you don't want to go back to being children again because that's where you felt the most pain and hurt. But God is a God of restoration and healing. Just begin to search him out this morning in yourself. See, those places where you were hurt and you were, something wasn't right as a kid. God wants to heal it this morning. And he wants to remind you of the good because the good parts of your life were him. Maybe you're sitting there and you're like, I didn't have any good parts. I went through so much as a kid and God remind them of something good, Lord. Because you were there with them every moment, even if they didn't know it, God. Remind them of a good moment, Lord. Remind them of a good moment, Lord. Remind them, remind them of a good moment as being children, Lord. Oh, we take back what the enemy stole this morning, God. Of bringing unpurity to a child, God. We speak purity again in their soul and their spirit and where the enemy came in to steal and rob God. We speak restoration over those areas this morning, Lord. God, we ask for forgiveness, Lord, for those people that did things that were not okay when we were children, Lord. Just begin to ask the Lord. Tell the Lord you forgive them this morning. You have to forgive them. You will be set free. There will come freedom for you this morning. Set them free. Tell the Lord how you forgive them from your heart. There's new wine coming and you can't keep that anymore. You can't keep the old stuff anymore. You have to forgive in your heart. Even if they were wrong, you have to forgive. God, we forgive those that have trespassed against us, Lord. And God, you're just healing, you're bringing restoration right now, Lord. You're exchanging the good for the bad, Lord, the bad for the good. All the bad stuff's going to be gone, and you're just, you're replacing it with good thoughts and good things right now, Lord. Oh, I don't even know who this is for. I just, I just see this empty container where toys go into, and the Lord is just filling it up with new toys. And, you know, some of you that didn't have a lot of money growing up, maybe you got fruit for Christmas and you got fruit for your birthday. And the Lord's like, I was speaking to you even through that. I was giving you fresh fruit. It was a good thing. But sometimes you saw it as bad because you didn't have what everybody else had. But, but I want to heal you from that. I was even in that fruit. <laughs> God, 
Help us to have a grateful heart, Lord. Help us to be in thanksgiving, Lord, for everything, Lord. It's one of the things I see the Lord putting there is to cause you to be grateful again. It's bringing you breakthrough. <laughs> the Lord is wiping some of your slates clean right now. Maybe you came in this morning and you were carrying some things and the Lord's like, I'm going to wipe your slate clean. I'm clearing the page off again. For you to restart, you know, some of you need to re rededicate your lives this morning. You don't see re rededication extended to me when I was young. It was very vital for me. See, because the enemy came and lied to me and he said that if I messed up, that was it. But I'm telling you right now, the Lord's heart saying that's not it. If you want to rededicate your life this morning to the Lord, you can come up here and receive it right now. Oh, if you only knew how many rededications I had to do because I was struggling so bad at times. And the Lord saying, just come up, just come up and receive it. He wants to make it new again. Uh, only he can purify you. Only he can make you holy. Help us, Lord, not to misrepresent your heart any longer, Lord. Oh, that we would move in such love for people, Lord. Oh, overflow our cup this morning with your love, Lord. Let it overflow your love come forth from our mouths, God. From our, our spirit, God. That when we see people, God, we see them in your love, God. God, forgive us for the times we didn't see people in love, God. <laughs> I just see the shackles being, being coming off of people this morning. I see the Lord just coming and taking off your shackles from your hands and your feet this morning. <laughs> <laughs> Some of you are prisoners and you don't even know it. <laughs> and the Lord says, I set you free from words of man. I set you free from the words that have been spoken over you that were not connected with my heart for you. As those shackles begin to get cut off this morning, I saw, I saw you, 
You know, if that's you and you feel that this morning, just begin to pick up your legs this morning. It's a representation of your freedom. Don't you know what it costs for your freedom to come? Oh, don't you know what he had to pay for your soul? <laughs> Begin to pick up your feet because you're going to start to run again. And nothing's going to hold you back this time. <laughs> Begin to just pick up your feet and out of faith. You know, I kept hearing this morning, faith walkers, faith walkers, faith walkers, faith walkers. Oh, that you would move in faith. <laughs> Some of you just have to just pick up your legs and just begin to speak it over yourselves. <laughs> I'm going to be a faith walker, God. <laughs> I'm not going to let nothing hold me back this season, Lord. <laughs> Everything I do, God, is for your glory, Lord. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Oh, the Lord is weeping for your souls this morning. <laughs> when you walk out of here this morning, you're going to feel the freedom of the Lord in your heart. <laughs> but don't be afraid to love again. Don't be afraid to trust the Lord again in your love. He, he's your protector. He will protect you as you begin to love again. Just thank you, Lord, for the change, Lord. 